0: Located in the foothills of Wyoming's spectacular Wind River Range, Wyoming Catholic College, an accredited four-year Great Books Institution, is built on the ancient Western tradition of the liberal arts and the freedom of the American West. The college offers its students an immersion in the primary sources of the classical tradition, the grandeur of the mountain wilderness, and the spiritual heritage of the Catholic Church. Students experience the illumination of imagination and intellect through the great books and traditional disciplines, literature and philosophy, mathematics and theology science and Latin and an outdoor program second to none. The college celebrated an in-person graduation with its seniors last year and welcomed its largest freshman class ever this year. Learn more about the college's unique space in the world of American higher education at wyomingcatholic.edu. We have with us today Hans Feistinger. He is pastor of St. George's Parish and St. Albertus' Parish in Ottawa. He's been in the magazine before. He had a piece on the First Things website in February entitled, quote, What to Know About the Synodal Way, and that will be today's topic. Welcome, Pastor Hans.
1: Hello, and uh, nice to be connected to First Things, even in this way.
0: <laughs> good, good. Well, the first question, very basic, what was the synodal way?
1: The question has to be, what is the synodal way? Because it is it's not over, right? Probably it's around half time uh, if the original timeline will be maintained, right? COVID had a a bit of an impact on the whole structure and how it's it's going ahead. The synodal way, as the name kind of suggests, is a bit of a hybrid, right? On the one hand, it wants to be a synod on, on the national level. So what we classically would have called a national synod. On the other hand, it doesn't really want to follow say the strict rules that would apply for a synod uh, especially you know when it comes to who who actually participates and so what it is now is an assembly uh, where all the bishops of germany are there which are i wonder how many there are active maybe let's say around 80 and then an equal number of other delegates and those other delegates are mostly lay people. From what I see, there's, there's also some religious and some clergy, but it's mostly lay people, and they are substantially coming from an old institution, right? In Germany, it's existed for over 100 years. It's called the Central Committee, the Zentralkomitee, Committee, which really gets its members from uh, the diocesan and those in turn from the parish councils. So the diocesan and the parish Uh, pastoral councils and then a membership also from catholic associations right the catholic women's league the coping and so on and so forth and then i believe they also still do like nominations of of individual members and those individual members nominated maybe often catholic public uh, figures and and, and politicians that's what the Synod way is it's organized in sessions both plenary and and not in the it's ongoing, and we've recently seen uh, uh, a bit of a working document that comes out of one of its four, let's say, working groups. And and the document that the world has seen and, and has even been picked up in America, and I wrote about it, is the one from Working Group 1, which is, let's say, on church order, broadly speaking, right? Kind of constitutional and maybe the most fundamental uh, working group.
0: And what... What is or was the declared purpose of the project?
1: The declared purpose, of course, is, in a sense, immediately it's a response to the crisis, right? And I think the crisis should be understood on a kind of double uh, level. The deeper level would be, you know, the church's situation uh, in, in, in contemporary society in a country like Germany. And you know, where all the indicators and, and statistics are certainly not consoling in a sense and and uh, the church's role in the public and even politically speaking but then more immediately I, I think um, the civil way was triggered and said that about itself about um, the kind of revelations you know on abuse cases uh, in 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 the German diocese and in the German church in in general so also in um, institutions led by religious orders you know compared to america and, and even more so compared to canada these revelations come very late in germany and find uh, the church i would say surprisingly unprepared and, and there seems to have been uh, you know some kind of belief that while this was true about kind of the anglo-saxon world uh, nothing like that existed and and happened in Germany. Well, that certainly turned out to be not true at all. And um, so the synodal way reacts concretely to this. And in fact, it kind of starts uh, from a big study that uh, then the Bishop's Conference had uh, commissioned um, that looked at not only, you might say factually, the abuse cases and how they presented itself and the numbers, so not only descriptively, but also pointed um, to where they come from, like to the causes, not only of the abuse, but then also of how the uh, allegations uh, were handled, including those allegations that turned out to be very true. And so that's that's kind of the diagnostic start, right? Something is very, very broken because this is what it produced. And so, the question, therefore, the first question, right, of authority and division of power in the church, which is kind of, let's say, the headline and the title of the first working group, comes from that. But in a sense, right, the other, the other three, which talk about the life of the priests, and then the third group is about the role of women in the church, and finally, the one on sexual and, and flourishing relationships, let's say, more generally, you can see how they are all connected, not only to each other, but they are they're also uh, connected to the abuse uh, crisis as the backdrop. At the same time, I think it would be unfair and 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 wrong uh, to think that it is only about the abuse crisis.
0: In those four the, the four topics you mentioned, you also mentioned that there is one rather conspicuous absence in the document and that is the topic of evangelization. Why isn't that in there?
1: To be honest, I am myself a bit surprised that it's not in there. I, I, I am surprised for two reasons. Maybe the more important reason, though possibly the less powerful, but in my perception the more important reason is that it is what we need to focus on right now. Right? I mean it's just it. This is what the church is for, this is what the church should be about, Uh, if the church doesn't do evangelization what does it do right and the second reason is pope francis very specifically has asked the german bishops to make the synodal path about evangelization or i mean at least you could say to to kind of include it as one of the major topics i mean there was the famous letter that the pope wrote you know, to the church in Germany, the Catholics in Germany, in which he specifically and explicitly asked for that. And the simple paths didn't react at all to that. I mean, of course, they did react somehow, you know, appreciating the Pope's work and proclaiming that this is something we agree on generally. But the structure of, of the path, and it's for working groups, they are what they are, then remained what they remain, what, what they were before. And so I find the reaction to the Pope's request was, was not sufficient, was lacking. And um, I mean, that tells you, right, how while the Pope is, you could say, popular and well respected, uh, even among the members, in the part, you know, those who, who, who are members of the Synodal Assembly, they didn't really take, take that call and, and uh, you know, request seriously. Because you know ultimately the synodal path and those who, who kind of organize it and stand behind it, they seem to so deeply believe that we can't do evangelization, right unless ultimately the proposals, you could nearly say the demands that the synodal way kind of pushes are met first. And so you know, in a sense, you could say, oh no, they are in favor of evangelization. But later, right? First there needs to there need to be these changes with regard to how the church is governed and with regard to the role of the priests and the women and, and, and but then also, you know, I mean and it comes out interestingly in the document that was recently proposed by the first working group, that there is this conviction that there actually need to be quite serious changes I would say to doctrine, not only to practice, but to doctrine. Now, that, of course, puts the whole thing in a very different light, right? Because no longer is it about finding ways to share the gospel and to communicate the good news. But it is, the whole thing becomes a bit of a project of what I would call accommodationism, right? By which we, you know, accommodate, I mean, adapt the message itself the world around us and, and you know, around the, the church.
0: This is what the document means by that term you highlight that is repeated, relevance. What do they mean by relevance?
1: It is, I think it's undeniable, right, that people don't take the church quite as seriously in Germany as, as, as they have in the past, right? I mean, when the bishops say something today, it's, it's not like, you know, even those who call themselves Catholic, even those who go to, to, to Mass regularly, immediately would be convinced or persuaded and then act accordingly. So, And then there is, of course, an, another aspect of relevance is, well, numbers, right? I mean, if if you have 50% membership, makes you more relevant than if you have 25, right? If you have 15, 15% of the people going to Mass regularly, it makes you, makes you more relevant than if you only have two percent or three percent, whatever the national average is now, I mean, compared to population. And relevance, you know, I mean, it's, it's one of those words, right? I mean, is the gospel relevant? Does it have to be relevant? Well, I would certainly say it has to and it is. But you want to be careful what you mean, right? Because if, relevant, if relevance means something that gets, that gets traction, well, then you have made it depend on something else, than it's then itself, right? Then it becomes a bit of a political term, rather than you know understanding it theologically, and 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 uh, that, that's you know where where I think you know in, in in societies and the German world is not the only one, right? In societies where the church was so present and you couldn't say so powerful, so influential in the past, right? Where this this what the Germans call the Volkskirche, right? So the church is not only as a part, but it's like the thing that holds society together. Those societies have a harder time in this transformation that we see now, or in this transition, let's call it, where the church is no longer largely identical with society, right? And this takes a specifically German form, right? Because they are... You didn't have the kind of Spanish or French or Italian situation where the church really meant the Catholic church and everyone else was just a tiny minority. In Germany, this kind of model has existed really since the Peace of its failure as a kind of dual stream, right? Where you have the Lutherans and the Catholics, and while they're not united, they kind of shared the same systemic place in in society. And that is now, of course, waning, to put it mildly. And so I feel that behind the word relevance, there, is, there, is, there are interests which are not really about relevance, and, and um, at least they are there is a willingness to really, uh, uh, well, even give up and modify things that uh, I and many others would consider unmodifiable and, and not up for pastoral or missionary kind of
0: tactics. I'm going to come back to the issue of relevance and what the bishops think will make it relevant, but let me ask you uh, about one term first that you mention in your article that, that appears in the document, and that is the visible church. What is the, quote, visible church?
1: On the one hand, I mean, it strikes me as such a Catholic term, right? I mean, in fact, I remember reading a book, you know, from a Roman theologian, kind of traditional author, which I think the title is Ecclesia Visibilis, the visible church, right? And of course goes back to ultimately a older concept Bellamin Amin would also have proposed, right, in in, in the Catholic Reform and Counter Reformation, for which the church is is visible. It doesn't only exist invisibly in the hearts of the faithful, somehow mystically. But it's a visible institution, right? That has its hierarchy and the sacraments are public and and visible actions and so on and so forth. But again, right, as the term appears in, well, in this working document uh, that the Synodal Way put out and in its, well, general language, the language that's used, it has to do with the church wanting to maintain its kind of institutional visibility as is right these massive and in fact very big both uh, charitable and uh, academic institutions that the church the, the catholic church runs in germany which are of course also in need of funding and so i mean i'm not saying it's a total word play but again the word used you know visible church doesn't exactly mean what it would have meant in traditional Catholic language, where it's a ecclesiological statement. Here, it's more like a, I mean, let's call it a political statement, right, for the sake of a better word, Uh, a statement about what role the church should fulfill and in a sense has to fulfill in the German society, which role is so important in the perception of of the sinful way that for it, you know, other things well, need to be adapted, I would say sacrificed, because it is what we are actually about. So in a sense, the visibility becomes more important than what is visible. And what the church teaches is what it stands stands for, her testimony to, to the
0: gospel. Let's pause for a moment to ask if you were looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium. That's the University of Dallas in Irving, Texas. Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the university offers an exceptional liberal arts education with undergraduate and graduate programs in arts and sciences, business, and ministry, as well as a campus in Rome, Italy, all of them preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for world-changing futures academically excellent, always faithful, apply today at udallas.edu. Go ahead and tell us, what are the specific recommendations or opinions, according to the document that will boost the church's relevance?
1: Well, I think they are, in in a sense, the twofold, right? I mean, if if we go with what the, the first working group has now proposed, one of one set of proposals is about how the church is governed and how the church's, in a sense, decision-making processes ought to be organized and reformed. Ultimately, right? And the goal there is to find ways in which the laity can, in a sense, the word would be participate more, right? Probably another word which I would already prefer is, you know, being co-responsible because, you know, the the perception is on, on on the level of the diocese, this is too much about the bishop alone who gets to make all the calls by himself. No one can influence him. And then something similar would apply in the parish, right? The, the, the priest is like nearly in a monarchical role and everyone else is just... Um, at best can can give advice and the priest gets to do what he wants ultimately now you gotta say in a sense this is let's call it theoretically true but not even not even theoretically i mean not on not even on the books it's actually absolutely true right i mean especially in germany when it comes to for example controlling the finances which is as you all you know know huge part of, of governments, of, of governance of any institution, there is actually severe limitations on what what, the, what a pastor can do in his parish, because the role of the finance council in, in the German system is boosted compared to how it is in other countries. So the control over parish monies is more limited in Germany than it would be, for example, in the United States and, and, and in other countries. This is because there are these dispositions of the Concordat, ancient Concordat with the German uh, Reich, which are still in place and which already give, in a sense, very substantial co-responsibility. The second thing I would have to say is, in reality, I think the German church, both on the level of the diocese and in the level of, of the parishes, has had a strong culture of involvement of the faithful in decision making for a long time. I mean, for over a century. So I am wondering, right, how how that is not more, in a sense, ap- appreciated by the civil way, right? And instead, there are now these demands, and they come, They really come, in part, at least, right, from the from the bad experiences of of um, how the abuse uh, cases were handled. That they feel this power has, it needs to be controlled better, right? I mean, you know, Americans will appreciate, and this is a kind of checks and balances proposal, right? So that not everything is so centralized, especially on the bishop, and that there'll be more transparency. You know, you have to say there were really, there are really, probably, but there certainly were really cases where, you know, the mechanisms that are in place in canon law as it is, weren't really followed. And so, and, and the last not to understand, you know, that, that, that the people say, well, we really need to reform some of these procedures because clearly they are not working. And, of course, people would now add they can't work because the procedures is, is, is such a bad. And in a sense, you know, the American, both in Canada and in the United States, they have made significant changes institutional, procedural changes to how these cases are handled. Now, the problem is here, the way, of course, takes this as a kind of proof, a very strong proof, for having been right all along, in the sense that this becomes a criticism now of, in a sense, the Hierarchical Church, as it is. So there is now this hope, right, that Hope well. Hope conviction that everything will be better if you plug into the system at least. There is serious kind of democratic, or or at least let's call it synodal checks, balances, control mechanisms. But I mean, as we see, the actual goal is now far beyond making sure that criminal law is applied. The goal now is. Um, that we do all kinds of re-evaluations of church doctrines that at best have a vague connection
0: to the abuse crisis if any you actually this gets to your summary judgment of the document as quote uh it reduces the meaning of catholic to the principles of a diverse pluralistic society at another point you refer to the activity of the synod, synod as zeitgeist surfing implying that the, the the relevance here is is an adaptation to a a society growing more growing more secular uh growing more tolerant quote unquote tolerant and that this this is a compromise that that the church should not pursue is that correct
1: yeah yeah now I find it, I mean, I find two really well, flaws, I would say, that I, that I would say are hard to explain and really cannot be justified, right? And if we want to learn how to, how to continue and maybe even revive the mission of the church today, I think it would be very legitimate to talk to and learn from other Christian denominations, including those who, who are in Germany. Now, the biggest there is, you know, the kind of Evangelical Lutheran Church, you know, which substantially has done, certainly over the past decades and even longer, of course, what many, many, many of the things that the Sindel Way proposes. And, I mean, if I talk to friends right, who kind of have a Presbyterian, maybe Church of Scotland background, these non-Catholic, you know, churches and and groups, they have a different ecclesiology. They have a different church order, right? Same as talking about polity. I mean, how you, how you church governance. And I find, I find it hard for us to say, and therefore they are doing so much better in the contemporary secular world, <laughs> right. because from where I stand. If anything is true, the opposite is true here, right? I mean, I, I, I think these comparisons are not simply illegitimate. And if, if we want, you know, why don't we take the kind of ecumenical dialogue seriously here? The second thing I would say is, when it comes to more specifically to the question of how to handle the abuse of minors, one of the bishops in, in the Synodal Assembly itself says, said, you know, publicly said, we need to learn how the church and how its approach, its methods, how it differed from other institutions during the same time, let's say the 60s, even the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, and up to the present. How did they handle allegations? Is there any, let's say, statistically relevant uptick on the Catholic side that would point to, let's call them, Catholic causes? And... This has been rejected ultimately, right? And I find it, I mean, this is this is sociologically highly questionable because if we don't even want to establish, if we don't even want to look at how others have fared, how can we be sure at all? How can we know that our own, well, culture and our own structure is actually at fault and so, so the, 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 the refusal to go into these, well, ways of, of, of researching and, 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 and making, making some kind of comparative analysis, I find are a deep flaw and, and put the whole project on very kind of fragile foundations.
0: Th- this leads actually to my final question. Uh, when we look at the recent history of the Catholic Church in Germany, do we have any evidence that the current leaders are any good at evangelization? Why should we, have they shown that their leadership is worth our trust in their opinions about where the church needs to go from here?
1: As I mentioned before already, there is really, I mean, Germany comes to the whole idea of evangelization a bit late first of all, right? Because it is so it is so interested in we are so you know that we as the kind of German German Catholics are so interested in the continuation of our institutions, of the parishes, and, 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 and all the other institutions that we've kind of we've not really focused. We haven't really made that particular, let's call it, conversion ourselves, right? I mean the Pope speaks about pastoral conversion and even the kind of missionary conversion of the church's institutions, and first of all, of the parishes. Now, I, I, I do not see that that has really happened in, in, in the fatherland, so to say. And as a synodal way, you know, it expresses, and, and to be honest, it's not just, you know, like an expression of some tiny, small group which has nothing to do with the church at large. I think that would be, that would be unfair, and, and in fact, misleading to think that. The synodal way expresses, sentiments and, and, and convictions that are fairly widespread. And so one of them being that in order to evangelize, we need to make changes to what we say, not only to how we say it, but to what we say. Now, I find this, well, I find it unacceptable in a sense, but also it will not work and it cannot work because in the act of evangelizing itself, in the act of witnessing, in the act of proclaiming the gospel, and as it is, not as I have adapted it to what I want it to be or, or to anyone else, that is actually where I learn. And that is actually where I also maybe right have to say, okay, we need to adapt some of our structures and some of our met- methods. But I mean, because I do it in the act of evangelization, I have first of all, been committed to what the message is. And I have not, as, as, as the simple path seems to suggest, put the message on trial, in a sense, and made something
0: else the,
1: the, the, the higher criterion. Right. So, so while it, you know, maybe psychologically it's somehow understandable what's going on there, I think it is deeply, well, it's upside down. It's upside down, and and it will not work, and it certainly has not worked. And so, I mean, I'm I don't know what, what the feeling right that, that is we should have about this right. I mean, you can get angry, you can kind of. I certainly talk to you know friends of mine, priests um, who who kind of half despair about the whole thing, because now all these proposals which I have grown up with, I mean, they've been around for decades, right? This is nothing new in a sense. They have reached, in a sense, a climate. This is a whole new way by which they are pushed and by which they are like exalted and and made the conditions in a sense of the church's future and in a sense it sounds like sometimes like conditions for you know being in communion with other churches i mean cl- clearly there is some veiled or not so veiled schismatic threat here and so this is hard to this is hard to. This is hard to take. It's hard to, hard to. For me, it's hard to imagine how how there can be much good coming from this, and what the fruits of this should look like.
0: As as a step, let me refer our listeners to the piece you wrote at first things. It's called "What to Know About the Synodal Way." It was uh, it came out on February 11th. Pastor Hans, thank you for joining us and explaining what's going on.
1: Thank you, and have a nice day. And. Uh,